Hello, beautiful human. Thank you so much for letting us into your ears today. I really appreciate it. Ozzy, you know him. My paradise, beautiful angel. His new album is out now. Infinite Dream. We're going to talk all about it. Plus, he has things that he wants to get into. Like Taylor Swift. There's so much on the agenda. Get ready. Now please, uh, while you're here, subscribe to our podcast. Share it with those you care about. Rate it. And enjoy. Here's Andrew Bozzi. Hello, beautiful human. <laughs> My name is Zach. That is Dan. And we welcome to the studio, Bozzi. Yes. You guys going to add like a little woo? Oh, we can do it. Like fanfare? Woo. Yeah. What are we? Are we not enough? <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it cuts through the same. The, we, can, we can layer that. We can try it again. Okay. Do, okay. Do, let's try it again. Okay. <laughs> uh, welcome, Bozzi. <laughs> woo! Oh, yeah. Woo! What's up, gentlemen? <laughs> I'm so happy that you're here. Same. We have an album to discuss, and it's fantastic body work. But I'm, I, I want to just start by saying, I thought you didn't like me, so I'm glad you're here. Wait, why would you think I don't like you? He talks about it all the time. Wait, really? <laughs> yes, because <laughs> I don't know. I'm also highly insecure. No, it's really I, not a you thing. Of course, I like you. I keep coming thing. in here. Like you guys are awesome. That's I, why like, I keep telling him. Good candid conversations. I appreciate that. Okay, cool. Of course, I like you. That means a lot. Yeah, and, and it's mutual, dude. Yeah, truly. I love you. I love you. Were you <laughs> nervous when you first walked in today? I think that's why he was like he was hiding. It was like yeah. just us for a sec. He was like. <laughs> And he's like, dude. He's like, oh man, Fozzie's here, Fozzie's here. No, dude, you guys are great. You know, I, honestly, I was listening to your album for a second time, top to bottom. I was in my car doing it. It's a really, really great body of work. Thank you. Thank you. This is an album that is attached to, I, I don't want to use the, the P word, but pressure, it, it exists, but does that play a part in your process of making it? No, and I don't think, you know, pressure really exists for me anymore like that either. Like, I think, you know, my intention with music hasn't really changed since I started making it. You know, I've always wanted to just make stuff that I liked. So, you go into making this album that is the longest body of work you put out, meaning number of tracks, but also... <laughs> <laughs> Flawless. There we go. Cool. <laughs> but you have records uh, on this album as long as 3 minutes and 11 seconds and as short as 34 seconds. You start the album with a 34 second song. Why is that needed? Um, I think for me making music, I don't know if anything's ever like necessarily needed. Like the music making process is, is really present and I kind of just do like what I feel, you know? Does it play a vital role in the story that you're trying to tell in the album? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. I'd say like once again, like the length of the music is just really when I'm making the song, like what I feel it deserves or what it should be. But it's never like intuitive. I never think about it before. Like oh, I'm gonna make this one specifically long or short. How do you know when it, a song is done? Well, I think that's a good question. I think you. Um, that's all feeling. I think a lot of the heart of the music is that initial day, is that initial idea where. Um, you know, you have a feeling or intuition or excitement, but, you know, sometimes the finishing a record is tedious and it's like the work to try and make the drums hit a certain way or the bass hit a certain way or to replace sounds to make it cut and feel the way. But it's a feeling though. You just feel it. Like I have records that took me 12, like Miss America, we did in 12 hours and it was just done. 
we never went back to it it was just perfect we left it you know and then i have songs like lost in the simulation which is like so a mm -hmm. which takes like time to make sure it's like everything cuts or so much happening it's like a um but a lot of the music is just like we make it and it is what it is you know do you see this album as numerous genres hundred percent i think your most multi-genre album you ever put out yeah i think it's literally or, everything yeah it is at the same time human yeah. cocaine's really fucking good thank you buddy I, I wanted it to be longer. A part of me wanted it. Yeah. I kind of want that song to be longer too. It's like a minute 34 like, or something. But I don't want more of me on it. I want to, I want somebody else to do it. I sent it to Casey Musgraves. She never replied to me. Hmm. Yeah. Hi Casey. Casey. Yeah. Just listen to it. It's a beautiful song. It's really good. You know, where but, does that come from? Um, honestly, I made that song when I was still heavily using drugs um yeah and it was just really beautiful like it was when i remember feeling this freedom kind of being really high and then writing that song and it just made a lot of sense you know were you high while writing it yeah but not while recording it but like the initial voice note and idea yeah were you getting a lot of inspiration while using drugs it's really tough. I wouldn't say it was from using drugs. I'd say it was the pain. I, I was getting inspiration from the pain I was experiencing from using drugs for sure. Like, I mean, it's tough. It's a tough job because it's not like being an athlete. Like I can go get in the cold plunge and I can go to the gym and put shots up and I'll be significantly better at what I do or I'll be better at shooting music and being creative is completely opposite. It's like being unhinged a little bit or being unorganized helps you and it doesn't help you feel okay or feel happy but it it the sporadic neurotic behavior ideas like you should see me like some days like it's insane like bouncing around my house like a, like an insane person going from the piano to the guitar to the studio you know and it's like that behavior encourages good art but I think like putting this album together for me was also being like I gotta go live outside of this every single day and go be a human being you know what I'm saying and uh how do you balance both you know I, like i'm 25 just turned 25 in august and that's something i'm figuring out you know like i uh i don't know if, if i have the answer to that yet but uh yeah are you not someone who will just like go to the studio and try to make something you only go if it never 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 yeah. i only go when i'm excited you know that's why my relationship with music is like i always say it's my absolute healthiest relationship i have in my life there's nothing forced about it. It's just, it's uh, it's very pure. It's like people ask me about writer's block. I've never felt writer's block because I don't believe in it. Like if I don't have anything to say, I You're shouldn't not gonna be force writing. It. Yeah. I shouldn't be writing if I don't have anything to say. But isn't that a luxury that's been afforded by success? Maybe. I don't really know. Like, I, yeah, I don't know. Probably. There's something there, right? Like, well, yeah, I think you're, I think all people are rewarded by, you know, like by the gold star, you know what I'm saying? And so it's like, of course, if something works, you're going to continue doing it. But um, I still think other people who haven't had that success yet should f approach it the similar way. I think that just makes more sense. It's like, why go and try and force words out of you? Let them pour out of you. And you have a, a, a constant collaborator who's been there for forever. Since day one. And he's, he, he's on every song, right? Every single song, except and for the first song I ever released, which is Alone. <laughs> which I did with this kid Sean who's really really talented does inspiration come to you often like when you're putting this album together did was it like there was weeks at a time where you were every day getting something or were there times where you were like like a month or two where you had nothing coming to you I'd say there was one week that was like insane um 
we were in Topanga and then in a seven day stretch we had made, we started Lost in the Simulation in New York City and Lost in the Simulation is the only song on the album that I had made in front of people. Like all the other music had just been me and Kevin kind of hunched over a laptop. And um, Lost in the Simulation, we had like some of my friends in the studio, there were some girls in the studio and it was really performative. Like I immediately took out um, the MPC and started playing that drum pattern. I wanted people to kind of groove right away. And the whole, like me producing that song was really, I wanted everything to sound good right away. Like I wanted it to move right away. I wanted people to kind of be able, well, that's, and then we went, yeah, it's really fascinating. I, you I, did it in front of people. So like you had real time energy to kind of bounce off of that. We're not writers, yeah. just normal people. Just normal people. That's why the song, like I feel like has that energy, that like really exciting energy to it. So we went, but but we went, we just, that day, I think I laid down like a verse and a hook, really rough, like rough production. And then we did this to paying a trip a few weeks later. And in a, I want to say six day span, we recorded, finished Lost in the Simulation day one. Then we did Miss America in 12 hours the next day. And then the day after that, we did Bird. And then the day after that, we did Middleman. So we did flicking. That was just a. In those songs, I don't know if they'll be singles or the big records off the album that people eventually end up recognizing. But those for me were really defining genrically or, you know, of the tone that I wanted the album to have. So it's it's, the most important week was that week, I'd say. Sets the standard for everything else. Yeah. Only Fan. How does that song come to be? It's really funny. So there's two songs on the album. Um, that I didn't like or d- not that I didn't like but that I just shunned away it was originally OnlyFan and I like had recorded it and um, I was just like next week I told Kevin I was like yeah let's just give that away like I'm kind of over that record or, I, I don't know I just didn't have that initial same excitement and then like a month passes and Kevin sends it to me he's like listen to this again and I listened to it and it was fresh ears and I was like whoa that's insane I love that and also Say You Want Me, the second song in the album. Um, same story, had made it, felt kind of whatever about it. A few months passed, everyone should thank Kevin because he's really good at, at knowing <laughs> sometimes. I'll just be like, no. And I get really decided when I about stuff like that and he'll, and he'll be like, yo, check this out again. That's. I think one day that will be an interesting story, you know? Are you seeing that success from the Laney song? What do you mean seeing? I mean like you're able to feel it. You're performing that out in front of a crowd all the time. Yeah. Right, you've done it twice in the last week, no? Yeah. No, uh no, I'm definitely feeling it. I mean, it's just it's fun to share things with people. Yeah. It's like it's the most important part is that what I'm definitely learning is that like, you know, I put Cosmic out and there's not a single feature on the whole album. Granted, me and Camila had beautiful remix together, which was really big. Not the same together. Um well I just took and I love sharing that with her even. Like it's just nice to have someone you can text and be like, yo, like look what we're doing. Like that's pretty cool. And you build it from nothing together. And some of like the solo success is just like uh it's it's not lonely, but I don't know. It's just kinda like it sometimes I'm like, I should be more excited about this, but like I wish I had someone I could look at and be like, look like and I have that with Kevin, you know, but it's just us two, you know, we're kinda like the same person at this point. So it's like yeah. Are there friends or people from your past that you wish you kept around? Um, no, I think everyone who like I kind of wanted to keep around are, are in my life. You know, have I you think been for, able for extended periods of time? Um, you know, maybe I was not a great friend, but I think like as I'm growing up, I'm definitely making more of an effort to keep those. Um, 
with everybody that I deem like important, you know? Yeah. But that's learning too. And that's like growing up. Yeah. People just, you have to understand like, like this is the thing. People are so thirsty for leadership, especially from the wrong people. Like no, especially from pop stars and from all these people. And they're so thirsty for direction and leadership, but really nobody's got it figured out. Like that's like what the human cocaine song said. It's like, turns out the whole world loves to do cocaine. Like we live in this insanely digitally self-righteous culture where everybody is so quick to judge somebody. Everybody's so quick to lay down their whip and their hammer. And it's like, dude, nobody knows what they're doing. We're all afraid. You know, we're all just like, we're all just going one day from the next, you know, with our eye, we're, we're paranoid. And this isn't a healthy type of culture mm. to live in. And I just, I wish, I wish there was just more empathy and more, and more sympathy. I, like, I just, I think the internet has just normalized so many people being judgmental. Like I remember growing up and this was a common phrase. It's like only God can judge. Like yeah. that was a normal thing to say back in the day. Or if you don't have anything nice to like, say, don't say anything at all. But really the word judgment, everybody has judgment on everything these days. We're like a big Roman uh, auditorium of people just yelling and shouting and pissing at everything. And it's like... I think it's just destroyed a lot of humanity so far. And like, you know, I'm a pretty optimistic, optimistic guy. And I, I hope things, you know, f you know, balance themselves out, which I do believe they they will. I think the question is like, how much do we have to go through that to get to that point? That was the scarier part. Well, the other, I agree with that. And the other thing too, is like, you have a career. I have a career fueled by this thing that is both bad and good. Well, it's not it's just opinion, you know, it's just like, uh, it's just opinion. And it's like, that's why, like, once again, I, I talk about like my morals and my approach towards my music is like, no, I'm not going to let you destroy this thing for me. I'm not going to let you have an ownership about how I feel about it. I have to take that back and I have to make that mine because I want to do this forever. I never want to lose, like making music for me is like, like, once again, I've said it a thousand times. I would do it if, if I didn't put it out. But really for me, it's like the most self-identifying, like it's the only way that I can move past things and to understand things. Mm. Like it's really a way for me to um, handle my shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm not going to allow the world to have a say in how I feel about that. That's mine. You know, you can botch it and you can have an opinion about it and I hope you love it. And I hope you come see a show because it's going to be great. But it's like, like I gotta protect you gotta protect the things that are important to you because you don't get much that is you know the music you make though now is for you but once you share it it's for everybody a hundred percent a hundred percent that's why like right before Infinite Dream came out I was like a manic person just listening to it all day because like I knew that it, at, it on Friday it, it would you know not be this own personal experience I get to have with it which is so much fun to have yeah how has this album saved your life because you did mention that a few times this album saved my life because when i was in a like a really bad place um it gave me like a light out of like this dark little depth to be like you still like you know when it in those in some of those days that you still have this little thing you can look at and be like okay well you got to come out of this for that you know you got to get out of this to go there you know you can't stay here and that's really what I meant It's by how it saved my life is that it's like, it's always been this equilibrium for me that like in, in any depth of any insane situation or, you know, insane behavior, it's always been a, like a, like a 
balance weight that's like okay well you come back for that which i don't know if if that's necessarily a healthy thing i think maybe you know humans should be able to do that for themselves but so far in my life music has done that for me but it's also inspired by what you were going through totally 100 percent. so music brings you back but the music you're also making helps you heal yeah what were you addicted to uh I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't like even getting too detailed into this side of the story. What is the significance of 345? Because you mentioned that on two different songs. Is that time actually play an important role? You talk about it on Little Miss Sunshine and One Way Ticket. Do it. Did I say 345 in both of those? Songs? Yeah. <laughs> it's news to me. No, okay. <laughs> I was like, I three, dug up something good here. Up, no, it's 345. And what's One Way Ticket? Let me... 345. I, I think it's. You know what it is. I, like well, obviously that time is usually where the worst behavior happens. But if any, <laughs> if anything, lyrically and rhythmically, it's got like a good. Mm-hmm. So when I'm like probably just freestyling on a mic, it just kind of just comes out. You is know? that how you're making music? It's so different. It's so random. It's like, yeah. How I, many songs are freestyled off this album? Like start with freestyles. I mean, every single verse you, I'm, everything is some sort of a freestyle. Yeah. But then I'll like go get a few lines, and then I'll I'll. I'll mumble some stuff and then I'll um, I'll go. You know, it's funny. I was I'm not gonna name the artist, but I was listening to this podcast the other day, and they're like interviewing this artist and they're asking him about his writing process. And I was like, God, this is so boring. It's like they're like, and everyone acts so fascinated with it. They're like, Whoa! Are you, are you talking about some, our show? No, it's not your show. It's like the lyrics come first, the melody, and then the person's like, Literally, could be our show. The person's kind of like, you know, I like kind of, and it's like, dude, everybody does that, you know. <laughs> It's ah. we've heard this. I mean, listen. Everybody <laughs> has their this. own process. We've heard the same story over and I over think, and over. Again. Yeah, it's like, dude, I don't know, you know. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny because it's like, yeah. Well, that's not. It's actually never the artist's fault. It's always the interviewer's fault who okay. acts super amazed and they're like, oh my god, Jesus Christ! Are you critiquing us? You do melody. <laughs> so it's so you do melody first. You fucking genius. <laughs> And then do the words, where do they come from a pigeon of Christ down below? I'm like, I'm like it's really the interviews. It's your guys' fault who do that. Yeah. I and then the artist then feels like he's like some sort of savant. And he's like, yes, the melody comes and channel uh, some deep layer inside of me. It's like, dude, it's not that deep. Well, maybe it is that deep, but shut the hell up. You know? You know, some of it is that deep, no? Yeah, but yeah, yeah sure. Oh, that's also my new thing, too. I have a new thing that I'm really excited about. I'd actually really like to speak on it today. And it, and it is? It's a, I don't say sure anymore. Mm-hmm. I say sure. And it's done a lot of good for me. Wh- it's been really, yeah. Where did this come from? Who told you you were saying nobody, it wrong? Nobody told me. One day, I just this energy came out of me to be like, sure. And ever <laughs> since I haven't went back, <laughs> it's been really special. It's just more definitive. Like, ask... I, I, you want to go somewhere? Sure. And the other way, let's let's go, let's revert. You know what? Wait, I know you try it again. You want to go somewhere? Sure. It's like, oh. Dude, that guy fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's not convincing. It's like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. But honestly, even right, I'm going to be honest with you. You can't just throw a shore out. Like I just tried to do it. It didn't. It didn't cut the right way because it has to come from this energy inside of you that goes sure. I can't even do it right now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It needs to be fueled by organic motives. I totally understand. I get it. I, exactly. I, 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 you can't force something like that. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where, where, where do you get these names and the spellings for your song titles? Swim spelled very creatively. I, it, I guess it does say swim. Yeah. I've never. Would you think it? What is it supposed to be? Well, it's like okay. I knew. Okay, so like you know, it's more like I F L Y. Swim. 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 like swim. S W Y M. S Y W M. Oh fuck. But it's fine though. It's okay. We like swim. That's a title. It's like it's like people called like I knew I fly was gonna be called I fly immediately, right? I mean, it makes sense for the song, no? Yes. But where does this one come from? Where? What does it mean? Is it an acronym? Say you want say me. Say you want me, dude. Fuck, oh. dude. Just listen to the fucking album, me. dude. No, I did say many that you times. Want me, babe. Why yeah. did I make that what connection? What the fuck's this guy's problem? I could be your fucking backup singer. This Go guy on. gets just gets to get by with what's your writing process, dude? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Maybe I do hate you, dude. <laughs> 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 I'm sick of your shit, dude. I'll never come back. <laughs> 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 Dan's gonna take over. Um, okay, can you guys ask me? I want you guys to ask me a question. I, okay. Okay. <laughs> I really have a lot of questions on the name of these songs, though. I, I will. I did want to say Little Miss Sunshine is like cute as shit. I just like mm. like that name automatically. You said cute. Yeah, it's cute. Okay. Little Miss wasn't. You don't think it is? I don't. Know, I just wouldn't use that word. Cute. Little Miss Sunshine. That's cute as hell. Like that's no, cute. It's cute. <laughs> How would you describe it? <laughs> Pretty? Adorable? No, I'm just Little Miss Sunshine's cute as shit. No, it's cute. It's cute. It is cute. It's sure. a cute song. It's a sure. cute title. He, sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. You mentioned like Pocketful of, Pocketful of Sunshine, you know? You, you gave that a shout out in that record. <laughs> you did. Pocketful of something. Hey, Bozzy, tell us about Little Miss Sunshine. <laughs> tell us about the writing process. What was process. your writing process? <laughs> I'm going to go take a lap. Yeah. Do you remember that in gym class? <laughs> They'd go like to go take a lap. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I could ask you a question that I wanted to ask, or we could ask you the question that you want to be asked right now. Um Well, fire yours first. I was gonna ask you the question I asked before we started about why haven't you done many interviews or talked about the album much? You know what? I, I it's like I, I'll only do an interview where I can talk in a context like this, you know. Sure. Like, don't. Oh, you did it! I'm so proud of you. <laughs> no, but I, I'll only do an interview where um, I can have a candid conversation. I don't care who you are, as long as you're like, you know, you have, obviously you guys have prepared questions, but you're willing to like, you know, really ask them, or you really care about what you're asking. It's like, cool. I have this like little. A publication slot that's just like you look great today and it's like okay well I think I've done too much of that in my career I think I've like yeah. I've done so much of that and I think people have the wrong idea of like who I actually am because of those little things like you can't fit me through I don't want to say anything I'm about to go Kanye and just list them you can't fit me through some of these publications you can't fit my person like I can't even fit my own personality through my Instagram like nobody really know, unless you see me live at a show or you met me in person I don't think anyone in the public has like a real idea of the type of person I am but what idea so can't does your music give I don't know I have no idea and I don't and honestly I'm not too concerned I think that's just you know that's a side of me being creative but like I cannot fit who I am through my Instagram account or through my TikTok. I just can't. I can't. It's too. There's not one aesthetic of it. It's like, it's like, 
Yeah. But are these uh, songs on Infinite Dream ripped from your reality? Of course. Every single one. So it is you. If yeah, I listen yeah, to this yeah. album as much as I have, I really do. Yes. Yes. Definitely. You'll definitely get to know... For sure, you'll get to know one creative side of me, but it's like, uh, I'm talking more about like maybe a little personality or like yeah. just like what most people try and present to the world these days on their socials, you know, who they really are. And I, I like, I don't think that's possible for me. I like it. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. I think it's fine. Yeah. I have plans to, you know, burn the world to the ground. Just give me some time. <laughs> <laughs> Please explain that. You'll see. Do you have how many songs sit on a hard drive right now? Uh, six hundred and eighteen as of last night. Holy shit! I'm lying. Oh, I don't know. Maybe like ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from the way you were talking, you don't seem like a guy who's just gonna record a thousand demos and no. just maybe use some. The ten that I got are fire though. They're like a whole other album. That yeah. How many albums? How, how many songs did you create for this that like ended up I think being 25, given? 25, 24, 25. And you gave the rest away? No. You're sitting on them? Mm-hmm. I'm not really uh, writing again yet, but I'm going to start writing again soon for other artists. But the music that I write for myself is different than the music that I'd make for other artists. Yeah. Like, that's you, why OnlyFans is unusual for me to be like, just fucking send that off. You can know? you hear the difference, though, like at the end of it or while you're doing it? Um, You know right before. I think you know right before. Honestly, it's been a while since I've written for somebody else, so I'm not entirely sure. We don't force it. Yeah, um, we don't force it. Yeah, I want to talk about something that happened on your guys' show years ago. <laughs> I want to talk about the Taylor Swift thing. Oh, we should talk about that. Yeah, yeah, because I still see it. I see the Taylor Swift thing. Um, Is it still pop? It, it gets resurfaced like every few months of this. Uh, you want to explain what it was? It was like this clip of young ambitious me, um, idiot ambitious me. This was, is why I thought you didn't like me. I mean, that's not your fault. I said it, you know what I'm saying? But you guys kind of let me go. One of you should have checked me and been like, dude, that's fucking Taylor Swift. What are you talking about? <laughs> Everyone loves Taylor Swift. Well, this is the thing. I was trying to make a point on pop music about how I thought the relevance of pop music, like I, I, I was making a point how hip hop, in my opinion, had turned into popular music and mm -hmm. that like traditional pop music um, like didn't have it, the same relevance that it used to. And... I referenced the biggest, most powerful, <laughs> like most truly listened to with the biggest audience, just in like, just being a, a fucking idiot and the type of person who is sporadic and will just throw a name out or just say something trying to make a point. But obviously in that clip, when you watch it, it, it looks kind of bad and it upsets me. That's like, that's one, I don't have regrets, even mistakes I've made, I feel like are intentional maybe this will turn into that one day for me but that is a regret and upsets me because she is so she writes her own music she kind of stands for all the things that i stand for as an artist she writes her own music she cares about what her videos looks like she puts on an amazing live performance and just that one stupid comment i feel like maybe could get in the way of ever getting to get in a studio with her or write a song with her or to just tell her how much she actually has impacted all the music i've made to this day that anthemic sound like those big hooks like that's taylor swift that comes from taylor swift so i just yeah i want to say that because like i i wrote i wrote something back in the day about how like misconstrued it was but it honestly like yeah it just sucks and uh taylor swift i don't think you'll ever see this because you probably live in like a castle somewhere and but if you do i love you and i'm sorry and we should be friends and i'm sure you maybe would like me 
Maybe you might hate me. She was know. a she, back then. She was a fan of your music. She was a, and that's, mine that's was number a, one on her Spotify playlist. That's another reason why it really irks me is because not many people in this business have shown me support. Yeah. You know, and she did, and that's what like that hurts my heart. You know, because it's like it just and it and it's funny how life works because especially and that's that was a huge lesson for me as a young person is that like you what you say even if it's in passing or if it's light or if you don't mean it like anything can just be chopped up to one little bit and and a narrative can be created and you know that's kind of what happened but at the end of the day it's my fault like i said that i like allowed them to have that on me i allowed that little soundbite to exist and um yeah but it is what it is and i'm saying this because like genuinely like out of all people in popular music she is someone who i deeply respect you know she writes her own music she's written her songs like who else can really say that these days you know that they actually are putting the pen down and are actually like she's so brilliant and you know that's why I just it i wanted to say that because it's bothered me for years now, i appreciate you wanting to have this conversation and and to, to to say this so honestly and openly and even in your last appearance on the show i didn't push that conversation or it didn't come up but like the fact that you respect maturity for sure growth yeah and it's for sure i mean dude the kid that i was man it's like it's like this is the thing it's the you theory it's like it came from nothing and then you find all of these things and then you want to attach it to yourself and you want a mclaren and you want a lamborghini and you want a bentley and you want jewelry and you want you know to be the hottest surface level artist and you want all of these very cheap meaningless things and you're going to barney's and you're spending thirty thousand dollars a week on clothes and like you're you're in this you're you're at the tip of the u just to go holy shit like all i ever wanted to be was right where i was at the start and you mm -hmm. come back and you make that little loop and i i like that metaphor i really do because i was i was talking to a friend my friend sammy about this um yesterday he said i think it's like the same thing in like adulthood you know it's like and we were talking about like what happens in the years like 12 to 17 that just fucks everybody up so badly that they have to for the rest of their lives like smoke or drink or do drugs to have fun or to do anything sociable and it's like we just has as adults haven't completed the you because i think everyone goes through all this shit right they're they're kids and they have really pure fun and the you is important because you need the first part to be you need to be present in the first part and not have true gratitude to, for it to come back to it. It's like, you know, you're a kid and everything is fun and people's company is enough and your imagination is enough. And then you introduce all these outside factors and you become incredibly jaded and gray and you need certain things. You need to lean on certain things to get to a certain point. And I think the humanity up until this point kind of stops mm. right there. But I do think like there could be an idea where it's like, okay, well maybe we come back to that, you know, as adults. Why, why can't we hang out six adults? And I'm the worst at this. Like me and my friends get, you know, hammered together every single time we see each other. But it's like, <laughs> but it's like, you know. Sober fun doesn't exist. But it does. It though. does it exist. Totally yeah, does. It totally does. In the right, it, it totally does. It just takes like, you know, belief from all parties. It's yeah, you just gotta so, do it. <laughs> it so does. Like I have some of the best times by myself, unfortunately, because huh? like most people my age, like, you know, I can't get along with them and on, on some of the stuff that I, you know, yeah. It's funny you mentioned that because I haven't drank in almost three years and I've started to realize like life is fun in different ways, but life is also so boring. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out a way like, okay, I don't like going out and being around drunk people all the time, but what can yeah, I... Yeah, that's not the answer. It's yeah. definitely not the answer is to like 
you're getting sober and then you're like, okay, well, like, let me go just try and do the things I was doing before without mm -hmm. it. Well, this is the truth is that those things are never fun. The only fun that exists in those places are the, you getting fucked up. Exactly. Like, that's like, and it's, so it's like, am I the problem in this club where people are packed shoulder to shoulder in the booth? No, wait, it's not. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? That's not fun. It's not like, that's a thing. I'm, it simply is not fun to go stand in a club and just be shoulder to shoulder. Give me an activity. Oh yeah. Like, let me play something. Let me play darts. Like, let me play beer pong. Let me be able to hear you if, say something interesting. Like, fuck am I going to do just like, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do now? You know, give yeah. me something to do. And that, I'm the same way with anything. It's like on a Friday or a Saturday, I'd much rather watch football all day and swim and spend my my alcohol time there than to like then go out at night oh like, yeah what is what are these things these you know is the infinite dream the same as our imagination what does that mean like what what do you, well, what do you mean by infinite dream what do you mean by infinite dream i think you're wrong having the <laughs> <laughs> I mean, having the ability to dream boundless, right? Yeah. In quantity and in scope. Yeah. Um, Which I kind of equate to imagination. Yeah. It has that, sure. <laughs> Where does it come no, from kidding. for you? So, infinite dream for me, I don't, I don't necessarily, I've been kind of giving this answer and I don't necessarily love saying what it means to me because then it, I, I want people to, just like you just had your own idea of what Yeah, that's art. So you don't need theirs. to, I get it. Yeah, but... I think for me, I thought the album in a way feels like it's just on the dream part, not the infinite part, but the dream part, how something in a dream, one thing can happen in a dream that to the next is absolutely irrelevant. makes no sense. Like we could be here in the studio in one part portion of your dream. And then the next you're like looking for a cat inside a barrel of oranges. But in the dream, you're like, dude, those two things next to each other made complete sense and you can't explain it i kind of felt like genrically in a way the album moved a similar way where there just that. some things are polar opposite but you know just me being the through thread coming yeah. through or something your story and, and and your voice yep connects everything yes, sir do you want us to listen to this album top to bottom 100 100 infinite just dream like anything yeah. well i mean you never know right yeah i mean and there is a flow though like even starting with the first record yeah i mean it, it kicks you off with it's 35 seconds but it's impactful and it like ends very abruptly yeah, the first one yeah why every time every time i'm listening i, I feel like i like skip the song i'm like what just happened it's supposed to go directly into swim mm, so, swim. Was, so yeah i like swim is really good <laughs> um it's supposed to go i can't fly by the way that make sure you guys come see it's showing tour it's gonna be so sick but that uh um. Yeah, that's supposed to go directly to. Uh, 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 but you're listening on shuffle, or you're just skipping through like fucking, you know. No, I'm not. Fucking hell, man. Are you gonna <laughs> list? Are, are, when you're putting a set list together now, are you gonna do the album in order, or how no, do you build your no, set no, list? No, no, no. You play the hits from back in the day with the yeah. new stuff. Of course, of course. Yeah, I mean, dude, I am an first and foremost, even before a producer and writer, and. I'm an entertainer. Yeah. I love putting on a show, you know? And the album is listened for headphone sequencing and then the tour is completely different. That's meant, you know, I will say, I don't even want to give this away. They're not saying anything. It's going to be, it's going to be really sick though. How'd you meet Paul? I'm losing, 
I think I lose like $75,000 on this tour. What the fuck? I don't want to make a dollar on this tour. I have no interest in making money on this tour. And it grosses like a, a healthy portion of money. And I'm in the hole after it. Because like, it's about the experience. You know, I have like no interest in making money right now, touring. Like that's like, I want to create an experience. That's the reason why I do any of this. You know what I'm saying? Why is that important? Do you think doing that will make uh, form a lasting relationship? It, Sure, like not really in that side of things. I think it's more about like, what am I doing here? What is my purpose? You know, my purpose is to like rake up money and like hide away in some bunkered home. No, like I make music that I care about. So what's my purpose? Let me let me give people something they can remember forever. Let me even in and I'm not playing arenas yet or any size like some of these artists. Still, let me give them something that they can attach themselves to and live with and like and use. You know. Because I truly believe that some of the most magic we get to experience on this earth are in some of these venues in a commutative aspect. When a bunch of people get together and say, we want to come here and we want to enjoy something together. And I'm just, I'm a huge believer in that. And that's what, you know, that's really important to me. It's special. Yeah. So if you guys have any money though. <laughs> let you know. If I can invest. For, yeah. So I mean, you could easily, like what you're saying is like, you could easily go on stage with like a screen behind you, play I some stars a, and shit and yeah, and make a ton of money. It could ton of money on this tour you know I mean, maybe not a ton compared to some of these other people but you know like it enough. Could be enough and um yeah but that's just it's not that's invisible to me you know and i'll fight and i'll fight for that experience no matter what you know like that's the difference like i really love this shit you know i really really i i, I appreciate it and i respect it like and that comes goes comes from music making and that comes from playing shows like i do not take that responsibility lightly i will give you my best every single time you know today as we hang how do you define success um i feel like i don't know i feel like i kind of answered that zach it's your problem dude <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know success is is completely personal i, th I don't think that we should as a society one share any idea except everyone should mind their own business and i think the other one should be we should share an idea that you're write your own rules like you know you got as much as we know we have one shot here it's like mm -hmm. write your own rules believe them fully you know and make it make sense you know listen to infinite dream link in the description below please please what are you thinking um, did you end the album with Don't Leave Me Now on purpose? Yes. Why is that? Because when I listened, I was like, oh, he, um, he's leaving me. Yeah. Well, originally I made <laughs> I made Don't Leave Me Now. Um, I wanted to write a song for the end of a tour, like the end of a show. That would be like the perfect goodbye to an audience. Don't leave me now. I'm on a wave with you. Lost in the crowd and all I see mm -hmm. is you. And I wanted to write and I was like, and then we made it and it's you know obviously going to be some sort of tour closer and uh it was just perfect for the album too what is your encore um i can't tell you that right now it's just sad. we're gonna we're gonna come see you on time. <laughs> come see a show we've never i haven't seen you live i'm gonna come this time definitely come it's gonna be a really great show where's paradise fit into this whole thing paradise is before infinite dream was my favorite song i've released I have a playlist on my phone called Good Job Playlist where if, like an artist releases a song I'm like this is incredible good job it goes on that yeah, nice Paradise is Thanks, made buddy. the good job playlist thank you thank you yeah yeah I was just told I don't want to be one of those name dropping but some incredibly successful young art and it like really made my day 
And I'm not the type of guy who will go like say something, but apparently it's her favorite song. And she like listens to it like every day. And I love her. Like I'm I, like in love with her, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Are you single? No, say say yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Say that you're in love with her again. I have a great joke. I'm in love with her. Uh-oh. It's the name of your song. <laughs> I know. You should have just silenced there. should have just... Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, you, back to the... You really had him do that twice. Yeah, This has got to be the, the longest interview you guys have had, right? <laughs> Ever? No. Really? No. I mean, yeah, definitely not. What are we at? 40? We're only about... We're a little under an hour. Oh, shit. But anyway, it's yeah, pretty he, long. You were asking if you were if you were single. I am single. But you know what? I feel like the podcast has got is a podcast. It's not a podcast. I mean, it is. I feel is. like this has gotten better, like towards the end. Maybe we should flip everything and put the end towards the. <laughs> I feel like everybody feels that way. We're, no, we're gonna cut the shit up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get this shit scissored apart. Don't worry. Carlos get, is sweating. <laughs> uh, Carlos, you got your wear cut out for you, buddy. Okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Listen to Infinite Dream, you're single and you're looking? Nah, no. I don't know. I, I, I don't, you, can't, you can't summarize it like that, you know? I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, no, I don't I know, know love. Single and looking, no. Just, I'm looking. I'm looking for life. I'm just, you know, I want to just live and experience things. I'm 25 years old. Hmm. I want to give a dream that I've had since I was four years old every ounce of my time. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Infinite Dream listen to it there's a link in the description below final thought yeah why is your, do you, people call you Andy in real life I thought maybe like Andrew like I didn't know you were an Andy guy nobody has ever called me Andy in my whole life not Wait. even one person I just gave it to myself I, I think maybe because I, <laughs> I, I think like maybe I want people to you know I want Dan them. does the same thing no when I went to college I would love to be like Andy would be sick I, I, but I will say this though you really think you're an Andy I, no, but I like I no, but I can become one. Like, <laughs> give me, give me the shot. And I can do um, I will say, I will say that as of late, I have been introducing myself as Andrew. Oh, but nobody, nobody ever. They're kind of always like, okay, but it's like I don't know. It's weird, dude. I like hate that I picked Bozzy as my artist name. I Why? Hate, like I hate it so much. Well, because it was something very personal that like my friends would call me or you know it's like a nickname and then and then it's now like who am i you know i'm andrew and they're like well you're not really like your friends don't call you andrew and now i'm just you know your friends call you bozzy yeah well when, some, when i see you some in, of the really kind ones will be like they'll like try and use it but it doesn't even sound right to me it doesn't they'll be nice and they'll be like uh they'll be like you know, like we're at andrews and, and it's like everyone kind of like <laughs> <laughs> when i see you out socially i'll say andrew Really? Yeah. I would I'm, never do that. I would call you Bozzy I'm right almost away. positive. No, I like that. I respect it. It, it makes me feel softer towards you. Yeah, but, I mean, I know you then, many but, years. But I'm like, say it once, and then you can go back to the normal one that we're all used to. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I do think it's weird. It's like, like once again, if I'm not this type of person who like looks at things and go, if I could go back, I would do this or that. But I would love to be a part of a music project or a band, something that, I didn't have to represent with my own face because I think being a solo pop artist is so weird and it's like so exhausting like don't ask me about me every day I'm not I'm really not that ex what's exciting is the ideas that I have and the things that I create and the things that I go off and do but 
like when you have a band you just it's beautiful because it's just communitive love for it and no one per, i'm sure you have your lead bands and stuff but you know one person has to wear it you know or wear the weight of it it's totally. just like we come here we make cool stuff we play shows and then we get to go recluse back to being a human being a real person because being a real person and also promoting yourself and is those two things don't really work well together no not for the ones who are good at one or the other you know you got to kind of pick by the way you can do all of this the sky's I'm, the limit well that's i don't want to get too deep into next plan the album came out one week ago but um i'm building i'm always creating and always yeah well come keep coming back on and i appreciate your honesty today i really do it means a lot of course i gotta give you know gotta give a good one yeah the last one was kind of boring (laughs) (laughs) infinite dream is the name of the album highly recommend it totally deserves your ear i do want to know how you met paul laney um we met i think like one we've always kind of known each other from like a distance um I th- but we met about like two years ago and I've always just really admired him I think he's just like a really cool person and I mean like a cool person like like outside of what the music sounds like the music is great but like his style and like how, how like the, the artwork looks on the songs and just like he's really tasteful and I've just always been a big fan of him I think we've just kind of admired each other's work for a while but I'd like to say this about Lanny too is that what other band in the world can go play 20,000 people somewhere like dude they're one of the biggest mm-hmm. bands in the world and um, I just think they need much more credit it's like but we don't live in that world that credits the people who do the right thing we live in the tabloid society that credits the, the most dysfunctional or craziest person not the most you know talented or deserving amen but yeah love Paul love Jake those are my boys do you go to them with just an idea and craft from nothing or do you give them a finished song um yeah we me and paul crafted that together sick yeah um i had like written it and created it and then i was like we should we should take this home together and um i flew out to their show in boston oh wow and we went in his green room in his dressing room me and him sat there and with kevin me kevin and paul and we wrote it and finished it together that's pretty cool yeah Ooh, I'm ripped. N- N- Can you cut that out, please? <laughs> Just silence it. <laughs> there we go. Andrew Bozzi, I appreciate you. Of course. Andy Bozzi. Andy. Andy B. A- Andy, Andy B. B. Andy B is kind of, I've been trying to I like transition it. to Andy B. It's, <laughs> it's hard. It doesn't work. You know. Andy B, everybody. Listen to his album, oh, God. Infinite Dream. <laughs> oh, no. No, Bozzi, I appreciate you. Of course. Thanks for having me, guys. Bozzi, everybody. Oh, beautiful human. Thank you so much for hanging out with us and making it through our conversation with Bozzy. Andy B. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for being here. Please subscribe to our podcast, share it with those you care about. We're always looking for suggestions on who we should talk to next. So reach out with any and all ideas. At Zach Sang Show on any form of social media. Now be safe, hug your family if you can. Don't go to jail. Keep listening to music and it helps make the world go round. World, go round. I'll talk to you real soon. Peace and love. By the way, today's episode is made possible by a few incredible humans, including our executive producers, Michael D. Ratner, Scott Ratner, Dylan Martyr, Dan Zola, Joshua Rusak, and Olivia Rodensky. Our senior director, Toby Lawless. Our associate producers, Eve Bishop and Claudia Villarreal. 
Our music is by James Asciutto. Our editor is Camera Carlos Villa Gomez. Our sound mixer is Daniel Chavez Crook. Our post production manager is Caroline Rude. And I'm your host and executive producer, Zach Sang. Thanks for hanging out with us today. I'll talk to you real soon. <laughs>